welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. I've got a quick word that I want to uh, get out today, and I've titled this More Than Enough. Who wants more than enough in their world? I think every hand should be up right now. Who wants more than enough in their world? It's one thing to have enough. And I tell you, it's, it's the robbery of the devil for you to feel guilty to have more than enough. We are called as Christians to have more than enough because we are called to be a blessing to the nations. Ephesians 4.28 says this. It says, Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good. He's talking about us. That he may have something to give him who has need. In other other words, the essence of this verse is that you and I will have something to give, to give to other people. Not enough, but more than enough flowing through our world. Enough speaks of meeting our own needs, my needs. There is nothing wrong with that. Your needs and my needs definitely need to be be met. Nothing in God, though, is just about you and I or just about me. It's salvation. It's making disciples. It's healing. It's blessing. And these are all about others because we have these things in our world. Amen. So this has to be about other people. So abundance and more than enough should be our aim so we can outwork what God has called each of us to. Now let's look at, I want to look at um, the book of Corinthians today, specifically chapter 9. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through verse by verse. And and the thing about uh, looking at a scripture like this is this is aligning us up with the Bible. Because who knows that the Bible is our way of living. The Bible is here on earth. Scripture is designed to give you and I a standard and a way to conduct our lives and outwork our lives. So that's the purpose of Scripture. So 2 Corinthians 9, verse 5 in the Amplified Translation says this, That is why I thought it necessary to urge these brothers to go to you before I come and make arrangements in advance for his generous, previously promised gift of yours, so that it would be ready not as something um, exhorted or wrung out of you, but as a voluntary and generous gift. So this is Paul. He was going to the church in Corinth, and this is what he was saying before he got there. He was saying, you've told me that you're going to bless me so that I can do the work of the ministry. I want to remind you in advance so that you're not trying to wrung this out of your congregation, but they can be happy about this and pray about how they're going to bless the work of the ministry. Apostle Paul's teaching to the church at Corinth was about more than enough. He was teaching them to think more than enough. He starts with, let's be up front. (laughs) He was saying, let's be clear and open about this matter. Because I don't want you to feel pressured. I don't want you to feel tricked or manipulated. I want you to understand God's truth regarding generosity. Paul was saying, I don't want you whinging and whining or complaining afterwards once it's all over. 
Paul was saying, I want you to give with confidence and with faith. Excited and willing to participate in this adventure of changing our world for good and for God. Who's excited to be able to give today? I tell you what, I'm excited that I'm able to give today. I'm excited that God has blessed me through my little bits over the year. He has accumulated more and more in my life that today as a family, we can give more than what we ever have. That is exciting to me. So in the next verse, Paul explains how it all works. So this is verse 6. Might just need some water if I can. He says, now remember this. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Thanks, mum. Let's put our hands together for my mum. I can't do anything without mum. Or dad, but I wouldn't be here without mum. Or dad. The word of God, the word of God, come on. Verse 6 says, now remember this, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And who who sows generously that blessings may come to others will also reap generously and be blessed. It's a sowing and a reaping principle. It's planting seed in good soil and then watching it become a harvest. That's a great thought. It's not just about what we sow, just as important is how we sow and what attitude we sow with. The Bible talks about all of this, being happy to sow and glad to sow and how we sow. We want to sow in good soil. In other words, you can give to anything in this world, but when you bring your $100, $1,000, $5,000 and you combine it in the house of God, then combined together we can do an amazing thing, not just for the sake of, but for the purposes of God. If you sow sparingly and grudgingly, you will reap sparingly and you will reap grudgingly. Imagine the Sunday offering container going, not that we do containers much these days, but imagine the containers going around and you throw in your $2 and you say, there, take my money. Always talking about it, take it. So you throw it in there, small sowing, you've got a lousy attitude. As a best result, you, re- you return back, you get back your $2 that you sowed. You reap sparingly and you, you get back sparingly. If you sow sparingly and grudgingly, you will reap that way as well. But imagine this, so generously and with a good heart, your giving puts God first in your life. It's going to change somebody else's life. This is what's purposed in your heart. And it opens the windows of heaven even over your life. Then you will reap generous blessing back into your world. Not a frustrated return, but a pretty happy return into your world. Amen. Paul goes on in verse 7 and he says, Let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose just as he has decided in his heart. I wonder if you've decided in your heart today what you're going to give. Maybe you came unprepared. You know, you can do that even right now as I'm preaching. Just say, God, 
Would you just place in me what you want me to give, how you want me to be part of this? And let's get this in our heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one whose heart is in his gift. In other words, you're not just giving today. You're saying, this is more than money. I'm giving my heart to this today. I'm giving my heart to the community. I'm giving my heart to wherever this finance goes, whoever it blesses, they have my heart. And that creates cheerful giving in our world. We need to be thoughtful in our giving and have purpose to our giving. Let's get it settled in our heads and in our hearts that generosity in giving is good and that it's of God. It does good and it will not harm and make me poorer. I, want, I won't have less. I will be blessed and so will others. God delights in people who give cheerfully with joy and who have, are prompt to do it. People who can't wait to be generous. I wonder if when you're buying a coffee, if you're always looking for someone that you can bless with a coffee. No matter where you are, if you're shopping, have you ever... Have you ever had the little prayer, God, I seem to have $100 in my account that I wasn't aware of. I don't know how that happened. Today, when I shop, can I pay for the person before or after me and bless them with shopping? And when they ask, and, you know, they will always refuse and they'll do all that and just say, look, I was blessed and um, I just want God to be a blessing to you as well. And then you go on with your day. No return except for the, the ability to bless. Isn't that amazing that we can do that? You and I can do that. It might not be so extreme. You might have $1. Could you fast today and buy someone else that chicken nugget? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just go, you know what? God's been trying to get me to fast anyway. You know, I'll give them my last $5 and I'll buy them a meal. But just be a blessing. When you have that mindset, you will see, I know this, with, and the Bible says, test me in this. You will see you'll be more blessed by doing that than what you were before you did that. Amazing. So at this point, I've decided to live ready and willing to please God's heart with my giving. That's what we've decided right now as a church. And now in verse 8 and 9, Paul reveals the more than enough principle. This is what he says. He says, and God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in who? In Him, not ourselves and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. Have an abundance so we can bless all these things. As it is written, and forever remains, he, the beloved, beloved that's a big word for me, and generous person, scattered abroad, he gave to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. That's what God has done. And what Jesus has done. It seems to me in this verse, giving is not about the church getting money off me. Rather, it's about 
God getting blessing and increase back to me. Back to me in abundance is not less, but it's more. Think about it. If you love, you don't have less love when you love somebody. You don't get less. God's plan is always more, not less. Poverty is always a cursed mindset. Thinking with a poverty, poverty is always cursed. Lack always limits potential and possibility. Lack of love does the same. Lack of faith does the same. Lack of hope in this world does the same. Learn to despise lack in all areas of your life. Giving is the conqueror of lack. If you need more in your world, the way you conquer that is by giving. And you might say, well, I have nothing to give. Well, you have a smile to give. You have kind words to give. You have a meal you can make that you can give to somebody. And as you start to let generosity flow out of your life, you will find one day that you have some spare money that you could actually give. Or you could go buy something for yourselves or you can bless somebody else. And as you start to sacrifice yourself and do that, you will see that you will have more than enough. And you know what I love about this principle? I I, I love that when I, I see it like this, that when I have more than enough flowing through my world, what happens is some of it just, you know, the breadcrumbs just stay a little bit there and you just find that your account or your blessing in your world just accumulates to the point you just go, hey, God, I actually don't know what to do with this. You know, do I buy a bigger house or do I send my kids to a a richer school or something? Like, I just seem to have more than enough. And if you remember the way you began, you will remember why you have more than enough. It's so that we can just change this community in this world like nothing else. So good. God owns it all, right? I love this next verse. Verse 10 says this. Now, he who provides seed for the sower and bread for food will provide and multiply your seed for sowing. Who's doing this? God. That is your resources and increase the harvest of your righteousness, which shows itself in active goodness kindness, and love. God provides seed for the sower and bread for eating. God provides this. I think it's a mistake to ever think that we really own anything. That mindset, that's a mistake to think that. The Bible states that the earth in all its fullness belongs to the Lord. He created all things. Everything he created And he created a system and a way for you and I to walk in blessing. God, when he made humanity, he never intended for you and I to be poor and to be walking around without homes and without with a community that can't make ends meet and get things to happen. That was never God's intent. God created a way that you would be blessed that I would be blessed, our church would be blessed, we would have more than enough, our community would be blessed, the gov- our roads would be brilliant, and all these systems are in place. God made a way so that you and I can walk in the blessings of the Lord. He created all things. But we get to use it all 
but we don't really own it all. God supplies and we get to use it all for this season of our lives. We don't own air, do we? It's a big one. Or time, not even property, but we get to use it for this season. He shares it all with us. So maybe the question should be not how much should I give, but how much should I keep if he owns it all in the first place? What a great question. And as we close, verse 11 says, you will be enriched in every way that so you may be generous. And this generosity administered through us is producing thanksgiving to God from those who benefit from it. This is what this is saying. Be confident that in every way you will be better off, enriched in all things. The more than enough is to be administered by us. Let me, let me say this again because this is an important point. The more than enough is to be administered by us. What that means is by the church because our heart is in the purposes of the church. So bringing thanksgiving to God by those who we reach, see healed, fed, set free, and save in Jesus' name. Creative team, you're all good guys. Make as much noise as you need. We'll get new steps in the next coming weeks. So today, church, let's sow generously, not sparingly or grudgingly, having more than enough in our lives and in this church so that we can bring the answer of who Jesus is in a more effective, sustainable way than ever before. Amen. Do you receive that word today? And I just, I just want to pray right now a blessing over your life. Father God, I just pray this more than enough principle into City Point North, Lord God. Every giver today, Father, even across the world, as all City Points are coming together into faith, love, hope. Father, I pray for every giver that they would see the fruits and reap the fruits of this principle of more than enough. Lord God, that, Father, you would just pour blessing in their world, that, Father, as they give today, like with the love or the smile, when we give a smile, we don't lose smiles, Lord God. And as we give financially, Lord God, we don't actually lose money, but we create and we we become partners with your principle, Lord God, so that you can pour out the blessing into our world. Father, Lord God, as we come into this moment right now of giving, and with purpose in our hearts. Father, we're not giving sparingly or grudgingly, but Father, with this purpose, Lord God, that our heart goes today with our finance. Father, every person it touches, every building it builds, Lord God, every program it starts and strengthens. Father, overseas in Bulgaria, every person who reaps from our giving today in the She Rescue Home, Lord God, through our marketplaces and the Ivory Project, Lord God. Father, through our local churches, Lord God, all around Brisbane and the world. Father, every person this finance has touched, Lord God, they have a bit of our heart today. Because, Father, we give with a cheerful heart. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, we all said, Amen. Amen.